Okay, we're good now. I'm so sorry. Okay, now it's all right. we are ready when you are, my friend. <laughs> all right, what's up, everybody? Brandon almost messed that up. I almost had to kick his ass on air. <laughs> you would have heard shrieking, kicking, all kinds of shit. <laughs> but uh, no, we're okay now. Plus, um, I'm not sick. I don't want to freak anyone out that I've been around. I'm, a, you know, not 100%, but I'm feeling good enough to do the podcast and uh, to do my golf later. But uh, I'm probably just worn out from too much golf and the sun and everything. Uh, I was down the Cape playing in a tournament this past weekend, and... Uh, I didn't post, I did post a picture that I was down there, but I didn't post that I did win the tournament. So congrats to me. Congratulations, my friend. Thank you, sir. I literally read, I read a meme from Mr. Bean like a couple months ago that said, don't post your achievements on Facebook. He said, just post stupid things because people will get jealous right. of you or whatever. So I don't, I'm not posting any of my big achievements on Facebook. If, if someone wants to post about it, they can. Yeah, Mikey's the greatest guy in the world. He's such a good golfer. He's awesome. If they want to do that, they can. I'm not going to. But it was another great time. And I actually got booed by one guy after I won the tournament. Yeah. And it was a little disconcerting. But the fact that I got booed is... I'm not really an outsider, but I'm not an insider in that group. Most of the guys are from Foxborough, and they're police officers, firefighters, EMT guys. So they're all civil servants, and they're all great freaking guys, right. awesome guys. Not one guy I don't like out of all the 24 of them. But they were disappointed because I don't go out and get hammered you know, at night with them. Although I do drink, it's not like I'm dry. I mean, I was drinking beers for right. sure. And I also don't drink while I play. Which I, makes sense. Yeah, I yeah. play better not drinking. But not only that, I enjoy myself more. I don't right. need to have beers to have a good time. So I feel good out there. I play well. I'm more level-headed. The thing is, if I were to drink, I would have a good time without a doubt. Mm. But I would lose... Um, you know, my focus during the round and I wouldn't play as well and I would just be like, ah, whatever, I don't care. I just get up and hit the ball and I, I would score much worse. So they were probably disappointed about that, but that's how I am. I've never been a late night drinking guy. I mean, I'll go out to bars once in a while, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. but that's not really my style. I did that in college. So they're probably disappointed, like, oh, Cerrone didn't even drink. He, you know, he wouldn't have won or, you know, if he wasn't hung over every day. But it's like, dude, you could have won if you didn't drink as much as you did. Right. But the funny thing about it, I was tied with one other guy going into the final round. And I know at least one or two of the guys in the tournament is, might listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. But this guy, right... On the second hole, I hit a good shot. Okay, it was a long par three. Hit a good shot. He chunked his about 50 yards. <laughs> he threw his club on the second hole, okay? <laughs> the fourth hole, it could have been the fifth hole. He 
he pulls this shot with a nine iron over the green, probably in the woods. It turned out to be in the woods. He looked over. He goes, ha, snap, <laughs> snapped his club over his leg, his nine iron. And if you oh, know golf, a nine iron is a pretty important big. club. You're going to need a nine iron at least three to five times per round. It's oh, not damn. like a three iron, which you might use maybe one time or a three wood maybe one time. You hit a nine iron a lot. Snapped it over his leg, okay? The next hole, he misses a putt. <laughs> he starts screaming like that. <laughs> I don't even scream like that in public. I've never screamed like that in public. He was foaming at the mouth. I swear <laughs> to God, like he had fucking rabies. And, and I actually think he's a great kid. I hope he does listen to this, but... I started to get uncomfortable. Next hole, threw his driver into a field, a a thick field, so we had to search for it. After that, after the third time or whatever, throwing his club, he finally settled down. But I think he was just probably outclassed by me because I probably outworked him. I was more ready to go. But this is supposed to be a fun tournament that we go to on the weekend to get to escape everyday life and go have right. fun. Where, where did he go wrong so that he, that makes him so angry now? I have no idea. But I heard he had anger issues to begin with. But it's like, dude, I'm the most relaxed guy playing golf you mm. could ever dream of. You know, maybe... Maybe I was too calm for him. Maybe I just played too well, but it was early on. It derailed. But I just want to tell anyone that's thinking of getting into golf, you have to just be relaxed because you're going to have bad holes. Mm -hmm. And even admittedly in that round, I started to choke at the end. I was so nervous on the 13th, 14th hole. I started just messing shots up left and right. But the thing was, I was up by like seven or eight shots at that time. So you had something to lose. I had such a cushion, I could almost dick around the last ones, and it would it would have had to be a miracle for him to win. Mm. But I hung in there, and I pulled it out. But if you're thinking of joining, you know, playing golf, just you have to relax. You have to... Take it for what it is. You're going to hit good shots and bad. Don't take it too seriously or you're going to end up, you know, slitting your wrist with half of the club that you broke over your knee, (laughs) which is not a good look for you, you know, and it's not a good feeling for people you're playing with because it's like, holy shit, just get this guy a freaking Xanax. Right, for real, because you use that golf as an outlet to that it's supposed to be relaxing and, you know, the game is what it is. And it all, it's, it'll come to you as long as you play it right. Without a doubt. And maybe don't mix the alcohol in there. Right. N- not not it a helps. lot. Might help. It, you yeah. know? So that's the bottom line with that. It was a really good time. And the guys that put the tournament together, uh, Matt and Steve, love those guys. If you guys are listening, you're great. I know, Matt, I told you I have a gift for you, buddy, if you listen to this. But I'm going to hit you up soon. But uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So, uh, Brandon, before we get in the first article, anything new with you that I need to know? You, I know your car is giving you a little trouble, and you're probably thinking about getting a new car. But or anything positive you want to talk about? Or I no? mean, nothing's too interesting. <laughs> I have There's a very gotta be boring something. life. 
heard. Uh, very boring life. Uh, but I did end up going to Cali and coming back. I don't remember if we talked about that on the last oh, podcast or not. Yeah. I think when we left off, I was going. You were going, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were going to Cali, and as expected, the flights were a nightmare, <laughs> and you got sick. Yeah, going I got down. Sick during landing but on both flights. That that's normal. You got to realize, yeah. literally, like a quarter of the people that fly are gonna get motion sickness like that. But I did predict that Brandon would love Cali. And mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. No, it was awesome, right? man. Yeah, just when you land, you, everywhere you look around you, 360s, mountains, and fucking... Great awesome. scenery. Oh, yeah. And I got lucky because, um, you know, I went to see my girl, and she um, said that I brought the clouds with me or whatever because it was... You, it, obviously, it's California, beautiful, sunny California. And there wasn't Always really sunny. a whole lot of sun. It actually rained. Really? I was there, yeah. That's rare. I know, but I'll take it, honestly, because it wasn't too miserable, you know? We went to Santa Monica, stuff like that. That's like good luck, though. If you bring rain to California, that means you might be like a good luck charm, because it never rains out there. Well, that's good. And they need rain. Maybe maybe I'll do that. Or maybe it means I'll end up burning it all down, because I carry right. a black cloud around me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's drying out out there, like yeah. my great aunt, you know? <laughs> Seriously. But it, no, it's it's great, great scenery out there. I mm-hmm. I think I know I've told you the golf in California is like unbelievable. Yeah, I actually. My favorite. Yeah, we ended up going by a, a huge golf course. Yeah, there's like palm trees everywhere. It looked beautiful. Mm. So maybe we'll have to do a uh, a road trip out there. Hell yeah, yeah. I'd like to take a break from flying for a while. <laughs> is so Lily? She's gonna do like a few year program. So she's. Or two years, well, she's gonna not, be. A, we're not sh- whole really sure about her school, because it's kind of a. That's something that we could talk about another day. Actually, is the mess that is her school. Oh boy. It's a. It's a. Yeah, it's a jumbled up, mismanaged disaster. All right. Well, yeah. that reminds me of my golf school years ago, and I ended up pulling out of the golf program mm-hmm. because it was such a mess. Right. So yeah, that that's a tough decision. If it, usually when in doubt like that, it's not a bad idea. To pull out, but there can be benefits to hang in a school like that because you can, if you hang in there, you can potentially have some good opportunities opened up to you. But on the other hand, the headaches might not be worth it. So that's a coin flip situation, Mm. which we'll see. But uh, either way, either way, California is a great place to visit, a tough place to live with, you know, the laws and, uh, you know, the cost of living. But it it is beautiful. No one can doubt that. So you know, on on the topic of cost, we'll get into our first article now. So from my buddy Brandon Smith here, one of my favorite uh, good old boys from Montana. The title of his and this guy is a realist. I, I don't even know if he has a sense of humor because he's so serious with every article. But he's literally on point with basically everything. He's predicted like almost every major crisis that we have. But the title of the article is called Inflation Will Price Many Americans Out of Housing Into Homelessness. It's a real positive sounding article, right, oh, Brandon? Yeah. Things are hunky dory over here. Yeah. So I don't know how much time I'm going to spend on this one, but I, I have tons of notes that I wrote down. But I'll. I'll Get going. Basically, what he writes, you know, during inflation, housing costs 
the cost of living in a house will tend to rise while sales fall. Now, and so the necessities go through the roof, and what happens is it drives a lot of Americans out of their home. They might be forced to sell mm -hmm. as inflation, you know, rears its ugly head. Food goes up, electricity, literally everything. Mm -hmm. So it makes it very difficult to pay your mortgage. And he talks about in Weimar, Germany, way back in the day, they had a huge inflation cri uh, crisis. And what they did is implement price controls on rent. So Biden actually did this too. So he, it, it wasn't necessarily price controls, but it was related. So what he did was he, did a, he started a moratorium on, eviction, on evictions, making it impossible for landlords to collect rent, but they still have to pay taxes and perform maintenance on the houses. But they weren't collecting rent a lot of the time, so it right. makes it very difficult. They can't profit off it. And you hate, you know, it's like, oh, profits are bad to begin with. It doesn't matter what your opinion is on profits, but profits are what make corporate America work, and that's the financial system that we're in. And one of the kids at work said it the other day, capitalism is not a good system, but it's the, it's the only system that really works right. as of now. It's the best one we have, even though it's not ideal. And it's a, that's a great point. Because why, why would you want to have rental properties if you can't make money off them, improve your quality of life, you know, maybe buy more properties, keep it going, you can't collect rent it's like all right what am i doing with this property so <coughs> so what did they do they began selling their properties in droves when this moratorium started mm -hmm. and what did that do so that basically it led to a shortage in rentals because they were all being sold which drove prices even higher for the rentals that remained and on top of that because of the moratorium on evictions, they, they had to raise rent even higher to take into account the, the higher risk that they have mm -hmm. having people in these homes. So prices are getting raised all around the board. And, uh, you know, it doesn't spell good things for anyone trying, trying to either buy their first home, move into an apartment. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's rough. So what happened was companies or huge corporations like Blackstone. Now, Blackstone Group, that's a financial company, is the largest company on the planet. Mm -hmm. They have $10 trillion in assets. Okay. That's like a small percentage in the entire world yeah, that they own. Say, that's like a small planet. Like Literally, and <laughs> uh, the whole world, th there can't be more than one to $200 trillion worth of you know, assets, like literally, so like that, that's what you think the world would cost. Pr probably, pr how much? It? How much more could the world be than two hundred trillion? It's, it's crazy. Uh, that's a that's a really great conversation because what do you take into account? Do you take into account the value that the planet has alone as a planet, or like the world, or do you take into account the people? Well, or I would just say, the natural resources. All the home properties, all the um, 
call it res well residential real estate commercial real estate you can't include like yellowstone national park you can't put okay. a price on that so right. all of those you know areas that are <clears throat> that you can't build on don't even count them Got but it. all like the actual financial assets can't be much more than a couple hundred trillion it's a, it's a lot of money so blackrock blackstone oh blackstone all right i have it wrong um Blackstone or BlackRock. All right, sue me if I got this wrong. <laughs> They're both massive companies. Okay, so I got a little, I got a little mixed up there. But Blackstone is more known for purchasing uh, real estate, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. So also, uh, what also happened outside of the moratorium causing more selling, a lot of people left Democratic states to escape the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. All right, that was a big thing. A lot of people yeah. moved out of New England, down south, that out west. To Austin, that was the big exactly, one, Exactly, for sure. So, you know, so this migration has definitely slowed. That was big for a good year or two. So now sales are falling off a cliff, but prices are still high. Mm-hmm. So it... You know, prices should be coming down, but they're really not. And why? Because of inflation. Mm-hmm. That's why. So I don't know. I'm pretty sure that I remember the first or one of the first times that they tried to get rid of inflation or at least help, like, get it down was they released, like, a coin. Remember, it was, like, the the silver dollar or something like that, where they released a coin which ended up helping boost the value of the, the dollar. I forget the exact you know, reasons why that happened. But do you think they could do <coughs> maybe something similar with, like, cryptocurrency, where they can raise the value of a dollar with cryptocurrency? They should. They definitely should. So are you talking, like, the last inflation crisis that we had was around Jimmy Carter era. Yeah. was in the 70s. So is that about the time... I believe Potentially. so. And then he... 1978, he 80. Had, it was like a silver dollar or something that he released that boosted the, the value of the dollar. It could have been. I mean, I don't know if there is... An, here's the, what they do now is the Federal Reserve, who basically controls the money supply in America, mm-hmm. they raise interest rates. That's what they do. So they, they make the cost of doing business more expensive and they make borrowing money more expensive. Yeah. So basically, it slows down the economy, but it also makes mortgage rates higher by raising interest rates. So it slows right. everything down. What can happen is a recession can happen from raising rates. So it's a real catch-22 situation now where they want the economy to keep going strong, but they also don't yeah. want inflation to go out of control. Right. So what do they do? They're, it's a real balancing act seems like they kind of just keep raising the prices on themselves. Kind of think about it because they keep getting so greedy. Yeah. They're kind of doing it to themselves. I mean, w- one solution I would have, like you were saying, institute some kind of coin that can prop up the value of the dollar. Could literally burn money. But here's the thing. There's not enough tangible dollars to burn. They literally have to just, they could delete money off of freaking bank you know, these big banks could literally just erase their balances. So most of the money in the world is digital anyways. Mm -hmm. So if billionaires out there were like, just started 
freaking deleting their entire bank accounts, ridding the world of dollars, yeah. that that would prop up the value of the dollar. But which billionaire in the world is going to do that? These billionaires complain about $4 coffees at Starbucks. <laughs> it's like, dude, you can afford 78 trillion cups of coffee a day. All right. It, it, you could afford literally an unlimited... Why are you complaining? That's why they're rich, though. Mm -hmm. They're rich because they're cheap. Because they're stingy. They're stingy. You, you look at pictures of Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, Bill Gates. They all dress like... like you know, they shop at Walmart, yeah. literally. None of them wear yeah. jewelry. Mark Zuckerberg's like an alien, though, so he just morphs into a human. Pretty much. Yeah. He, he might be. He's a weird-looking dude. Yeah. Different, definitely a different-looking guy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's doing something right, I guess. Uh, I can't fault everything that he's done. Yeah, but so the moral of the story is inflation is not going away anytime soon, and it's getting worse, and we're seeing history repeat itself. Mm-hmm. For the most part, a um, couple little things here. So in, in 2022, the median cost of a home is $428,000. Median home. So an average home in America is four hundred twenty-eight k. Now, places like New England where we live and... L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, they're going to mm -hmm. raise that median up huge. New York, because the, right. the, the median home there is literally six, seven 700000 So they're going to raise that. But either way, medium, median cost of a home, four hundred twenty-eight k, while the average American makes $50,000. Okay? So right. an individual today must make at least 20 bucks an hour to afford a studio apartment. Okay, so that means half of American, half of the American population can't afford a studio. Right. All right. So the government recommends an average salary of one hundred five thousand dollars to take on a mortgage of three hundred fifty thousand. Mm. There are not many people out there making one hundred and five K, you know, it's it's not the majority. So it's that's a small selection of people that can actually do that. Um, so to, to close this out, Brandon Smith, he had a good point and he is not a fan of government, uh, intervention in any way, mm -hmm. but he thinks instead of a more, the next time, you know, that, well, there, the issue is still now as we speak, but if, if the housing market gets really hot again or whatever, he's saying there shouldn't be a moratorium on evictions. He said there should be a moratorium on companies like Blackstone and BlackRock mm -hmm. uh, buying up all these properties. It shouldn't let these corporations buy them, which keeps the prices of houses really high, driving Americans out of housing in general. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so he says, and I think that's a decent idea, because if the housing market gets too expensive, the government is going to have to convert the government is going to basically own all the houses. They'll be in collusion with Blackstone and BlackRock. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to turn everything into Section 8 housing. So free housing for everyone. It sounds, it might sound okay, but you know what? That means you have to play completely by the government's rules if they own your house. You're, they're going to control what you do in there, how much energy you use, you know, who you can make out with on your couch. <laughs> 
all of that stuff. It's a slippery slope. And you do not want that. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we need to figure out how to get inflation lower or else we're going to be in big trouble. So it's up to you, the audience, to figure it out because I have no idea. I agree. <coughs> Johnny Depp. Victorious and defamation battle capitalizes on trial notoriety. Yes, now, sir. <clears throat> Brandon has followed this a little more closely than me. But I did watch, I did see it the last day that he was acquitted of all charges, apparently. And uh, so yeah. Amber, is so, Amber in jail now? No, so th it wasn't like a criminal case. It was more of like a civil suit. So he was suing gotcha. her for defamation. And a money thing. Yeah. Cause so what happened was she had a f an an article f um, falsely published that he was abusive to her or whatever, and he felt like that was gonna ruin his career, so he obviously went forward with a defamation suit. Obviously, it was very <coughs> popular. People watched it for a while. The jury deliberated, and he won. I think fifteen million, and she was awarded two million in a countersuit. I don't know what the countersuit was, and now there's uproar. Um, because people are saying that, oh, he's using this to, um, you know, get his name back out there. And, like, you know, he's taking advantage of it. Um, For says sure. that um, he announced a new album that he recorded with Jeff Beck. Um, he created a TikTok account and other messaging platforms like Discord. Wow. So he's reaching out to fans on social media. And people are getting upset about it because they're, they say he's using the, pub uh, the publicity. And, I mean, my opinion is, like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, I agree. So what I say is, Johnny, maybe you should have waited, like, two months before you created this TikTok account and started, you know what I mean, <laughs> repping yourself up there, getting ready for, you know, Pirates Part 7 or whatever it is. Yeah. Give it a little bit of time. So it, it is a little fishy if he's creating these accounts and trying to, uh, to reach out to fans right away. Mm. What he should have done is, is told fans, listen, thank you so much for your support. I'm going to take, take a, a three to six month hiatus and find myself mm. and you'll see me again soon. You right. know, something like that. Yeah, donate the money or do something, right. right? Yeah, but if you're him, dude, you love the attention outside the courtroom. It's people screaming at you, giving you gifts, throwing you flowers and all this shit. If you're him, you love that. Tell me not. No, for sure, because he was, you know, the Hollywood heartthrob for like 30 years, literally. Mm -hmm. Probably the most loved actor by women of all, of probably all time. Yeah. So he kind of fell off the map a little bit. And he's not like that old. He's in his mid-50s or whatever. He's, he's still in decent shape. Although I'm sure he's battled, you know, drug and alcohol issues like, like all the Hollywood people. Right. Maybe he's cleaned up his act a little bit. I'm sure he has since this case started. He's probably had to tidy it up. Actually, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm pretty sure like two days before deliberation, there was a video of him like partying at a bar. Wow. Yeah, that was funny. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, he gives <laughs> no fucks. All right, so he doesn't give a shit. Never I guess mind. not. But the one thing you said about Pirates, too, um, I forget what the falling out was that he had with Disney, but um, at the end of it, he basically refused to, to work with Disney ever again. 
because um, he felt like he was being forced into a direction creatively or something. But yeah, I believe that, dude. Disney is known. They did a whole South Park episode on that. Yeah, how evil Mickey Mouse is. Oh yeah, how they try right. to mold people into what they want, and how they, you know, subtly, even not even so subtly, you know, display their messages out there, mm-hmm. what they're trying to do. So they've been known for kind of be kind of a sketchy company a massive company right although disney world disneyland are pretty much off the hook they're awesome and cool yeah but disney has been known for overstepping their boundaries which i don't blame depp for that at all so that speaks more to you know disney's wrongdoing i think yeah no i agree i mean best of luck to johnny and amber i guess they both have publicity from this and as far as i hear amber heard still has her upcoming role in the marvel movie so <laughs> i mean good for her yeah man best of luck to them could have been a, a pure publicity scam imagine that and no someone at work i was thinking about that the other day purely purely yeah on their part but also also the media loved it because it's a big distraction from all the shit going on in the world right well, did you hear the recordings of them talking <coughs> and, like, <coughs> arguing? It's it's so weird because they both recorded each other talking and arguing with each other. So it's like, and they both knew that they were recording. So it's like they're acting. You know what I'm saying? It's like they know someone's going to hear it eventually. They're recording, so they're, like, acting. It was, it was weird. Definitely. It was definitely weird. No, if you're an actor in real life, I, this guy who I, uh, I don't have to mention his name, but he was a pretty... Call him a B-lister celebrity. Had a million small roles. Yeah. And he said, so he's literally been in 200 movies, maybe a little less, but around that. And he was like, he said in, a, in an interview, they asked him about what acting means to him or how what role it play, He And he said, acting is not what I do. Acting is who I am. That's what he yeah. said. Yeah, it, it dilutes, it becomes a part of you. And, and Without a doubt. You, you can't tell what's acting and what's real life. So who knows what's real life and what's acting with these two, Yeah, Johnny and Amber. Yeah. I so agree. either way, it, it definitely worked out for Johnny, and in, in the end it might even work out for Amber. And it will definitely work out for the box office if Johnny oh, does another sure movie will. because everyone yeah. is going to go see it. For real. You know, yeah, it'll so. be a fun time. Good luck to them, mainly Johnny, but yeah, good luck, M- mainly good luck to Johnny. Right. Yeah. Good old boy, sorta. <laughs> even though he's kind of got a British accent, like Madonna. Yeah, and he's never even. Yeah. <laughs> been yeah. There. yeah. I guess when you have a hundred million dollars, you're allowed to have a you. Your act, you just turn into a British-speaking rich person. Doesn't Hilaria Baldwin like pretend to be Spanish or something? I think so. Yeah, isn't she like not even Spanish? Doesn't no. she just pretend? P- pretty <laughs> much, dude. There we go. There's the acting thing again. Yeah, she's like a basic white bitch who wants to be mm. Spanish. That's fine. Let her do her thing. I love Hispanic women. <laughs> I'm all right with that. Oh, man. So, yeah, I found, uh, I've been following the story kind of. I'm sure you've at least heard of the headlines. Maybe not. But, um, negative. It says, uh, Alabama officer dies and escapee is caught after crash, officials say. So the backstory to this is a 
prison guard or like a police officer or whatever at a prison basically fell in love with a inmate who was arrested for murder for stabbing a woman and he faced 75 to life and they fell in love whenever and she helped him escape and yeah she's a correctional officer yeah, the woman I'm, was. I'm pretty sure it says she was like an officer, so some sort of. No, they have women. They have women correctional officers. I yeah, got a yeah, buddy yeah. who's one, and he said, he said there was a girl. He's like, she was. He said she's unbelievably hot too, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Right. So maybe that it could be her. Could be that. I, I think I read somewhere also, she worked like around the in the prison, but she got gotcha. you. She mostly like drove inmates like to right. court hearings stuff some like that. Some sort of ancillary job i hate yeah. using big words but no i like go. it <laughs> all right either way wow she fell in love wow so we must have like smooth talked her in the cell i don't know man imagine imagine being that smooth of a talker that you can get this 50 year old woman to uh fall in love with you it's like hey baby that's a nice shiny nightstick there <laughs> could do some damage with that bad boy yeah for real for i'd real. like to see the other side of that thing um, there's, there's a lot of funny things in this article that just when I was reading it, it like threw me off. So they were obviously planning to run away and get married together. Um, the inmate's name was Casey White and the former officer's name was Vicky White. So they both had the same last name before they were even married. Mm. Um, and then, so what happened was when they escaped from the, the prison, they went to a motel in a vehicle. Um, I believe it was a Mercedes. Um, they followed them in the car for 200 miles, and then they did a pit maneuver where, um, after the pit maneuver, the Casey White, the guy, got out, and the other woman shot herself. And that's what he's claiming. There's other people saying that maybe he shot her, but mm. now nobody will ever know. So they got married? They were going to get married, and they had planned their wedding. And funny enough, the sheriff that's in charge of all this is Sheriff Wedding. No. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. Sheriff Wedding. <laughs> wow. So when she allegedly killed herself or he killed her, were they, were they caught at that point? Is that why? Yeah. Kind so, of? Yeah. So she had allegedly killed herself after the pit maneuver. So the car probably like wrecked or whatever, maybe flipped all something. Right. He surrendered himself and she allegedly shot herself in the car. Wow. Crazy story. That could be a coin flip either way because she is in serious trouble if she were to come right. out of that. Yeah, there's no, you don't go home after that And one. he, so he lived and he's going back to jail or whatever? I would imagine he's going back to jail, yeah. And I don't know because it was never clear if um, police knew that she was in like cahoots with him or if maybe they thought it was like a hostage situation. So... I could never find enough information on that, but it was definitely an interesting story. I figured I would bring you away. Oh, this is Indiana. Yeah, in Indiana. Okay. Dude, Indiana is known as the worst state in America. I mean, I always forget right about like Indiana and Ohio. I just don't even... Do they even exist, really? No, I mean, <laughs> Ohio at least has LeBron James. Okay, that's enough. So that's cool. Yeah. And my cousin lives out in Ohio, and he's a big gun guy. Oh. And he, he's a guy who's commented on this before. Oh, hi, cousin. Oh, I'm sorry. He's the man. I, I didn't mean to, um, you know, <laughs> uh, insult Ohio. Please don't find me. He would laugh <laughs> his balls off because he'd be like, 
Yeah, he's like, I'm laughing all the way to the bank. I'm paying half the rent you are, hombre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but funny. but uh, yeah, he well, he's the one who said you can stay with him if you drive. We can stay with him if we oh. drive to Cali. Oh yeah, okay, we'll, great. We'll people. just go up that way. Yeah. Oh, people. I mean, I love Ohio. Yeah, I love Ohio. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Please don't shoot me. Oh shit. No, he's the, he's the kind of guy you want to be your neighbor because you know he's got like an immense amount of firepower and he's only going to use it on bad people. That's why I love him. Or zombies. It's coming to that. Oh, yeah, he's preparing for that, I'm sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that I That's a crazy article. I, yeah, any last comments on it? I just figured I would share it with everybody. No, I just... I know if I ever end up in the joint, man, I'm going to have my slick A game when I'm talking to chicks, dude, <laughs> so I can be that guy and I can make the headlines. I'm going to work on my charm like you would not believe. <laughs> Trust me. Oh, man, that's funny. So oh, right. now I think, all right, we have another article. This is right up my alley, and I, I've... I've read a lot about it, and the, the great thing about this article is that Brandon is seeing it. Now, Brandon probably pays a little more attention to golf now because of me, but this is, this is national news because, uh, and it's good for golf, actually. Well, it's good for golf's popularity. So basically, the, the title of the article is called PGA Tour Disciplines Golfers Who Have Decided to Turn Their Backs on organization to play for live golf so a lot of pga tour members uh call it 10 or so there's about 48 guys total maybe more that have joined the live golf league mm -hmm. <coughs> so yeah here it says specifically signed out to johnson mickelson what is that? Nah. Nah. That's his last name. Nah. Kevin Nah. He's an American <laughs> Asian guy. He's cool. I mean. Nice. But yeah, so yeah, all of those people are are not allowed back on the tour, it seems. <laughs> yeah, and these so Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson are the two biggest names there. Right. Dustin Johnson was the number one player in the world about a year ago. Not even probably no no less than a year ago. He was the number one player. Dustin Johnson had one of the best tournaments of all time mm -hmm. right in our backyard in Norton, Mass. Two years ago, he shot like 28 under par. He lapped the field. He's a great golfer, but he sold out, which is crazy because he's rich. To, he's more than rich to begin with. Mm -hmm. Dustin Johnson, right? Phil Mickelson, literally all of these guys. You look all of them up. Maybe a couple of them are worth less than 10 million. Mm -hmm. The majority of these guys are worth minimum 40 to 50 million dollars. Right. Not a small sum of money. Now, the whole reasoning behind it, according to Mickelson, because he was he was in hot water. It was it's almost probably six months to a year ago now, saying how the PGA tour is scamming people. Now the guy who's okay. the president of Live Golf is Greg yeah. Norman. Yeah. Greg Norman is one of the best golfers of all time. He was really great golfer, mm -hmm. maybe starting in the late '70s all the way to the mid '90s. Super rich guy. Greg Norman is worth half a billion dollars. Yeah. He owns wine vineyards, his own Jesus. the Shark, his own clothing label. 
Yeah. He he kind of coined like the wide brimmed cowboy looking hat thing, mm-hmm. which I wear. You know, but I I wear it a little better than Greg Norman. <laughs> uh, so he Greg Norman is the one starting it, saying how cheap the PGA Tour is. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, the PGA Tour made Greg Norman rich beyond belief, Phil Mickelson rich beyond belief, Dustin right. Johnson, all of them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're right and saying the PGA Tour is scamming people out of billions of dollars, whatever it is they said, yeah. who cares? You're still rich. You're famous. You're rich. You're yeah. everything you are because of the PGA Tour, regardless right. of whether or not they cheaped out on you or mm-hmm. on players. And you know what? They're saying, oh, the purses aren't big enough. It's an average of $2 million now per tournament win. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? And also, why not, if it's such a problem, why not just go and, like, say nothing and without controversy? Like, if you think this game, you just go to the other thing, you know? Exactly. That's what Phil should have done. He shouldn't have said a word about the tour. Should have just been like, I'm out of here. Just go. And Phil is known for having, well, at least a few uh, sponsors sponsors he had like kpmg uh callaway (coughs) he has none now he just has a picture of himself as his logo there you go so (coughs) it's very interesting to see what it'll do for the sport because um it's not very often that you see other big tournaments or like leagues of any type that come out nowadays that are successful (coughs) so it's all right Mike's, Absolutely, uh, yeah. I <clears throat> I talk too much, but I think it's BS. I think this is gonna this is gonna hurt. I don't know if it's you know what. I think this is gonna strengthen the PGA Tour for the guys that are on it. Mm-hmm. Gonna make it better. It's gonna make it more like a brotherhood. And I think these live golf guys, yeah, they're gonna cash a big paycheck. But here's the issue: if no one's watching. How is it going to survive? It won't. It probably won't. It's going to have to. It's going to take time for people to actually invest time watching it. So I think these people have for forever hurt their reputations, mm-hmm. and it only make the people on the PGA Tour stronger and the PGA Tour in general in general stronger. So that's about all I have to say. I think that's I'm, about I'm all dying. Mike can say. I'm literally yeah. dying now. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Love you all. And to all a good afternoon and shit. Take care, my friends. (coughs) Good.